What are the most amazing running and hiking routes in the world? Who did them and how fast? Welcome to the exciting new world of fastest known time, commonly known as FKTs. This podcast is produced by fastestknowntime.com, a website where you find out what's new and cool, plus track FKT efforts taking place right now. On this podcast, we'll meet the remarkable athletes who have established some of the best FKTs, ask them how they did it, and find out what it means to them. And we won't waste any of your time. The Fastest Known Podcast delivers great info to you in just 30 minutes so you can get back to your run, which of course is more important. Welcome back to the Fastest Known Podcast. This week we're speaking with Patty O'Leary, who recently set an FKT on the East Bay Skyline National Recreation Trail. Welcome, Patty. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to have a conversation with you guys today. Certainly. Well, the East Bay Trail is essentially a 50K on the east side of San Francisco Bay. And on October 13th, Patty ran it in four hours, 18 minutes, and 12 seconds, an improvement of 33 minutes from Brian Gillis' time from the previous year. We're going to look at that trail, but first we're going to take a quick look at Patty. Uh, he has been working the Bay Area Ultras for a few years, going from a ninth at the TNF 50 two years ago to a fifth place last year, plus good results at the iconic area races from way too cool up to Chuckanut in Washington State, and Patty has clocked a 2.30 at Boston. So, Patty, we have to ask you, what is a young, fast guy like you doing in an FKT? So when I moved to the Bay Area five years ago, I didn't really run at all. So I found my way. I was a lacrosse player who moved over here for work. And uh, yeah, when I found myself in the Bay Area, I found myself soon enough being involved in the trail running community here. I got in with a bad crew that peer pressured me into running ultras. And uh, so I learned running on the Bay Area trails. That's why I was always really interested in doing different point-to-points around the Bay Area, just to really explore the great trail system we have. And that's why the East Bay skyline was such kind of a, it was such a beautiful, like such a beautiful route to actually explore that whole east side of the bay. So I was able to explore so much of my area just in one run, which is pretty, pretty awesome that we're able to do that. Well, that's, that's terrific. You just saw it right from the get go. And Irish Adventure Magazine had sort of the same question I did, quoting, for some reason that we can only surmise, this sport of ultra running seems to attract a number of highly intelligent individuals to the start line of its races. Its latest victim is Patty O'Leary, an oncology postdoctoral researcher at UCSF. So they, they had the same question. Yeah, the, uh, it seems to attract, you look across the area, we have a huge amount of scientists and academics, it seems, and academics, it seems, in, uh, in the ultra running community. I think we just like, uh, the, the way I always kind of joke out of it, like from academics versus ultra running, we like painstakingly suffering through one thing for long periods of time until we have the true answer. We do that in academics when we're trying to research a small little scientific question. And we also like painstakingly suffer through huge long distances of running to kind of just for, for one kind of one answer. And that's the finish line and the enjoyment of it all. So they go hand in hand, <laughs> which is yeah. suffering through long periods of time to find the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, as a 
person who's new, you used to be a lacrosse player, new to the sport of running, you have a, a worthy perspective. So from your perspective, how do you view FKTs versus races? Are sort of like they go hand in hand? Is one different? Do they both contribute to the other? Yeah, I think, I think they both balance really well with each other. I think one thing I find about FKTs, it's a great option to use as opportunities to train for your races, but also it's a completely different like mental experience. In a race, you have that great one-on-one -on -one battles with the people around you, and also the great experiences of socializing with people in races. I, I tend to do that a lot. I'm, a, I'm definitely a talker in, the, in, the, in some of these races. But then with the FKT style, like you don't need that platform of a race to get out. You don't, we don't need that platform of a race to get out and explore these trails that we have in our area. Um, so it kind of affords a lot more options to what to the routes you can go do. Because we don't, we don't need the, you don't need the structure of an aid station of the start and the finish line to do some really epic routes, which is, and it's also a completely different learning experience, right? You're learning to kind of manage yourself out there and you're learning to, I don't know, we learned that we have the capacity to do whatever we want on the trail, to do, to achieve whatever we want on the trails out there. That is something I, I'm sorry, I, maybe I'm not sorry, but everybody says that. Isn't that interesting? Everyone has that same draw to FKTs is that you can discover yourself. You can do what you want out on the trail. Yeah. You, like we're pretty, yeah, go on ahead. And you further wrote uh, that when you're, when you're running, you, you try to take in a lot of calories, about three to 400 calories an hour. Now you're not a big guy. So is 300 to 400 a lot? Yeah, I think I have quite a high metabolism though. Compared like a, a, a metabolism of a field mouse or a hummingbird. I'm like always eating throughout the day. Um, yeah, it's quite a lot. And especially when we're trying to do things like yeah, unsupported FKTs and whatnot. I know I've only done things that are like less than 10 hours or so. So you're able to carry all that on you. but um, yeah, I just I just burn a lot of calories, and the fact I have a pretty sound stomach, I can take a lot in. So the way I look at it is, if I'm able to take it on in without the the disadvantage of having a poor stomach, I might as well. So um, like I look at it, it's always like we're always in the in terms of calorie caloric intake in the races, we're always in the red. So I just try to get as close to breaking even as I possibly can. That's an excellent call. And so a lot of times what you've heard in the past is 200 calories per hour. Interestingly enough, I researched that and it turns out someone literally made it up. That is not a yeah. scientific fact whatsoever. Someone postulated it 25 years ago and it's been repeated ever since. Yeah. And yeah. In reality, even at three to 400 calories an hour, like you're getting up to, you're still in the red. And so your logic yeah. is very sound. Yeah, well, and we're all also we're all like we're all n equals one, right? We're all different. Uh, everyone's different, so it's just finding out what works for yourself, and this seems to work well for me. And you also are quoted as outside of racing, you do not follow a nutritional plan, and then, yeah. and I'm going to quote you here: the marginal gains achieved by having a restricted diet would turn into marginal losses for me because I'd be giving up the enjoyment I get out of food and beer. Now, is yeah. he spoken like a true Irishman? <laughs> you got to live true to your origins, eh? No, the, uh, I don't know, like, potentially, maybe, like, maybe, maybe I could get better little tiny gains out of, out of improving 
improving diet diet and such. But yeah, I don't know. I think the marginal, uh, like the the enjoyment I get from it, and the enjoy, and I guess the extra time I would need to put in to um, to kind of design and um, more balanced diet or like I think I, I have a very balanced diet to be honest I don't do anything to excess I don't take anything to excess but uh I know I just enjoy food I really do uh and I enjoy the occasional beverage uh on, from time to time so yeah I think uh I think because I want to get meant I want to maintain the social aspect of a lot of this as well and yeah I just don't think for me it's just not ne- it's not as necessary excellent definitely unscientific in my approach to that for a scientist. I see. But, so you, you checked your, your, your science at the door on that one. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, good for you. Now, the East Bay Trail, when it was added to the fastestknowntime.com website, the person who added it uh, had a really good comment. He wrote, I feel that this trail is underrated. It's an iconic gym of the East Bay and both the Dick Collins Fire Trails 50-miler and the Skyline 50K are two classic East Bay races that both use it. And indeed, look on the map, and I hope our listeners do go on the map. You can search the route. Just type for the route section and type in the uh, East Bay Skyline Trail, and it'll come right up. It is in an area that 18 million people reside, and yet you were on a trail and you set an FKT right in the midst of 18 million people. What a, what a treat. Yeah, it's awesome, especially across the whole route. Like you can get, your, it's got a huge amount of variety in it, which is really cool. Like it crosses between all these different regional parks. Like I think it was six regional parks, Wildcat, Tilden, Sibley, Huckleberry, Redwood, and Shabo. And, but there's a huge amount of variety there. Like it's, I started from the north side, that's what most people seem to have done. And you're on these huge open meadows with like sloping down to Diablo on your left and San Francisco and Oakland and Berkeley and Mount Tam on your right. You've just got great iconic views from there. But then later on, you're like down in single tracks in Redwood Regional Forest where you don't see, you, you are completely removed from the urban centers that surround you. And just there's a huge amount of variety across this. And it's so accessible. I know I got a ride to the start and got picked up from the finish, but theoretically you could get a bark from the city. You can get public transport transport from the city and run an extra mile at the start to the start, and then you run a mile at the end and they'll bring you to another bar station. So you can like public transport your way to this, which is pretty spectacular. What a great example, Patty. Because on FKTs, of course, people think in terms of the Appalachian Trail, which takes 42 days now, and do uh, something. We get submissions all the time, including from the UK, Australia, and the states. What gets a lot of attention is the Grand Canyon. But you did something that was just terrific. You could just take public transport to the start and after you got off and have a pint when you were done. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome that we just have that resource. I think the only, like I was actually trying to think a few weeks ago, but like places in the in the U.S., for example, to have something comparable like, and it's, it's quite similar to like Forest Park, say in Portland, which is spectacular that they have that right out of the city. But one thing I think that sets this, from Forest Park or for, from other routes like that, and um, Wildwood was there, sorry, the Wildwood route, is that just the variety that we have on this, that like, you have everything, you have the Redwoods, you have Eucalyptus Forest, you have Open Meadows, and it's pretty, pretty astounding that we have that. 
I also I think you had mentioned that like it um the the original quote that it was like underappreciated over here. And it's so much is the case. Like the East Bay is in terms of like Bay Area running, we have a spectacular thing in Rim Headlands and Mount Tamalpais. But on the South Bay, say on the peninsula and then the East Bay all the way up to Mount Diablo, we've some spectacular mountain running that I think it just doesn't get the the vocal and the the social media and uh, in the in the trail running news, it doesn't have like the TNF 50 and these big, other big iconic races, but it's got spectacular running over there, and it's just yeah, it's just really underappreciated. Well, hopefully, um, hopefully you're setting an example of everyone who's listening to find their version of the East Bay Trail where yeah. they live. So actually, I just and I just like even for like promoting this route. Um, I just had someone reach out to me last week. Uh, one of uh, through our, my November project running community, one of our uh, runners, Ryan, went and did that route. La- went and did the uh, East Bay route last on on Sunday. So it already has more people doing it. Great, which is really cool to see. Yeah. Now, now of course, uh, they're also working on. I forgot what they called it, but they're working on a complete loop around the entire bay. I forgot what that's yeah. called. Do you remember what that's called? Uh, the Bay Area Ridge Trail. Bay Area Ridge Trail. When that's yeah. done, th- what's that's going to be over 100 miles, I think. Oh, I think it's like 400 miles. 400 miles. Okay. Uh, they they yeah. conceptualized it already, and that, yeah. that then that would bring in some of the things you mentioned, uh, you know, the TAM, yeah. the headlands, and so on and so uh-huh. forth, because 18 million people, and yet there's still really good terrain out there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I just looked up the Barrier Ridge Trail, 375 miles and growing. So they've built 375 miles, but they're anticipating it will be 550 miles total. 375 miles and counting. Yeah. So actually, like I had mentioned there that in the South Bay, we also have, so there's actually a similar route in the South Bay, Skyline Trail, also called, that runs from down near Big Basin, and the parallel to Santa Cruz, runs north to just right near Pa Alto. And there's actually like 35 miles of similar single track on a route. And I've seen on Strava, I've seen, um, it hasn't been put onto fastest known time yet, but I saw a fella did it, I think earlier this year, did that route. So that's another kind of epic one in our area that I'd love to try to do some, at some stage. Uh, well, okay, that's a, that's a good next for you, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then what? even in the, in, the north, in the North Bay, we have some pretty cool ones as well, like running from Point Reyes to the city. Uh, I've ran from Olima which is up by Point Reyes, like 30 miles through like Pine Mountain and up onto Mount Tamalpais and down into Mill Valley. And that was a fun day. And, but yeah, there's a lot of options there. And you, and at least in the Bay Area, you can take public transport easily. Yeah, yeah. To several of, to several of these areas, it's pretty, it's pretty nice that we can do that. It's, uh, we're, we're pretty lucky. So there's one possible next for you. The, what's it called down south? Uh, Skyline Trail. Skyline Trail. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Runs parallel to Skyline Boulevard. Beautiful area. Ah, okay. Um, now the the Bay Area Ridge Trail, 375 miles. That might be a bit much, but maybe not. I yeah. uh, don't know. So yeah. what, what what is next yeah. for you, Patty? Uh, so in two weeks' time, I've got the TNF 50. So that's kind of been my always the closing out race of my of uh, my year. So this will be my fourth time doing it. I did it in what 2015 it was my first 50 miler but that was my first year really as a runner and i was 13 so i was ninth last or two years ago fifth this year so i'm uh, gunning a higher position again gunning for a higher position again this year and training has been going really well um 
doing a lot of I've been doing the Bay Area cross country circuit, which has been really good training for my team at fifty the last two years. And then with doing runs like East Bay, like I'm feeling in good shape for it. So I'm excited for it. But the field is stout, which is great to see. It gets stronger and stronger every year. But I'm excited to throw down with a lot of these fast dudes. Well there are some girls. there are some fast dudes. Yeah. Now um, you got thirteenth in your first year of running. This this can be a little discouraging to the average listener. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say I was, I was a, so when I played lacrosse, I was a midfielder. And when we played in Ireland, there isn't a huge amount of lacrosse in Europe. So we didn't have huge benches of subs. So you used to have to play the whole game. So I just ran up and down the field the whole time. So I was doing long distance races just in between two lines on a lacrosse field. So I must have had a, a good bit of endurance coming into my running career. So, you you're doing your intervals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, good luck at the TNF 50 in two weeks. Yeah. And hopefully we won't get a giant rainstorm. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I would love that. It's, uh, that's Irish weather. That's, oh, that's for. the giant, the mud fest would favor you. Yeah. And then next year, I kind of two big goals for next year. I want to do my first 100 miler. So I'd like to do UTMB. Huh. And so I'll be looking for have one more five point race to do in the spring to qualify for that. So I haven't decided yet where I'm going to go. But then actually I have a big uh, FKT route effort that I'm wanting to do back in Ireland. Uh, the Wicklow Round. I'm aiming to give a go at that in uh, sometime in the spring, probably in April. So that uh, the Wicklow Round is a route that um, it's similar to the Bob Graham, except it's all off trail in the Wicklow Mountains just out of Dublin. So it connects, I think, 26 or 27 peaks um, over about 100 kilometers, 110 kilometers, and about 20,000 feet of climbing. Um, but the one unique thing about it, which is something that's going to be a big struggle for me, is that you're not allowed to use aided GPS, so you have to use a map and compass. So I have to, uh, have to get better at my directions. Really? So, it's this, yeah. Of course, I've heard about the Wicklow Round. It's a terrific route. Mm -hmm. I did not yeah. know that the ethic that has been established is no GPS. Yeah. No GPS and no pacers allowed. So if anyone is running with you, they have to be doing the whole effort or attempting to start the whole effort anyway. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, they'll put a GPS tag in your backpack to show that you did all the, uh, did all of the peaks. But yeah, you have to do it completely self-navigated. That's terrific. You know, yeah, no electronics allowed. Right, and any I'm reading from our website, so you know, listeners, please go, please go to the roots section and type in Wicklow Round. This is terrific stuff. Any attempt yeah. to be recognized must first be publicized in advance, and by supplying a list of splits, arrival at each of the nominated points, and those 29 points must be visited in order. So this this is organized. Yeah. Yeah, that started, this route started about uh, 10 or 11 years ago. Uh, Ian Keith, who is actually probably the greatest culture runner to have come from Ireland across, uh, he's done some spectacular, he's set some spectacular records across Ireland and the UK, and it's a really good race results too. But then um, actually last May, uh, Joe McConaughey, String Bean, went back. He's one of Ian's uh, Columbia teammates. He went back and took an hour off Ian's record, um, and he hadn't been on the route before as well, so that was really impressive. So he's cut it down to 17 hours. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we, he's, he's made it a little bit more difficult now, which is really good to see. It's really good. It's great to see the, the route get some, uh, some publicity. Um, uh, we're hoping to, do, to give it a little bit more publicity as well and kind of further help the cause. Now, does McConaughey count as being Irish or not? 
and he sounds very he sounds very Irish. He spells he spells it McConaughey M C. So that would be he's probably an Irish McConaughey as opposed to a Scottish one. That's okay. M A C, I think. So I think he might he sounds Irish. Yeah, yeah, Joe. I've I've talked to Joe a little bit about it. I need to I need to get on the phone with him and uh, get get some get some recommendations from him. He's been really him and both himself and Ian have been really uh really excited that we're going to give it a shot and uh. That's one thing that's really cool about the, uh, the SKT community is that everyone's supportive of seeing other people get out there and give records a shot. That's which totally is really cool. And uh, if any of uh, Ian Keith, if he was in the area, he would probably come out and you know greet yeah. you at the finish line. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, there to the stand the finish, and uh, the the Irish trail running community is really strong, and it's really strong in grassroots, and everyone is the the whole community is really really brilliant like they'll get in they'll they get out and they get in and support everyone that attempts to attempt these routes and um, it's a really fun community we're actually hoping to do a little documentary on a uh, while we're over there we're going to do in, do a little documentary on irish mountain running as well and um, myself and my uh, two videographer friends are going to come back with us so we're going to do a documentary on irish mountain running and have me attempt to do the wicklow round in the background and see how i get on better work in my direction though kind of often known to be one of my weak points. I've taken wrong turns in quite a few races in my day. Well, you'll you'll have to practice up on the Wicklow then. No GPS. I like it. So they want you to learn the country. They don't want you to follow a number on a screen. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it. So please uh, post on fastestknowntime.com when you go for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll look do. forward to seeing that. And good luck two weeks uh, with the the really fast guys at in uh, San Francisco. As you know, you've been there four yeah. times. When they say yeah. go, they go. Yeah, yeah. It's you. Was, you, you, was, you don't try to stay with anyone in the first mile. I did, well, we did. Usually, I remember. Like, usually, the first mile used to be very flat uh, out of Rodeo Valley two years ago when. It was always a pack of like 20 of us doing like 5.30s for the first mile or two until we hit the first hill. But now the new route just starts straight into a climb. And uh, yeah, you're redlining off the start, which is always fun. Actually, last year was great. The, the first five dudes went out and then there was a pack of six of us that ran together for 30 miles. It was like myself and uh, Max King and a couple of others, Tyler Siegel. We had uh, Tofu Castagna and uh, Blake Holtz from Australia. We all ran together for like 30 miles, which was really good fun. And then uh, we started, I think I didn't run alone. I ran with Tofu until mile 40. And uh, I didn't run alone until like mile 40, which was wild. That's terrific. Well, that's yeah. it's, it's much more social than an FKT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's actually just, just on, the, on the, the FKT, there was one other effort which I've been thinking about for like two years. And I haven't just figured a chance to do it because it's logistically challenging but um the uh the high sierra trail is one that has been catching my eye for about two years that i want to do sometime i just need to figure out when i can do it 70 miles from whitney portal across to uh down to general sherman that's a i know fan- Topher, yeah, it's a Topher's fan- done it and uh, yeah it's a fantastic route and the time is a little soft yeah yeah it's uh well it's it's and it's just it's challenging as well with the, the whole like you need a good crew as well because you need someone to pick you up at the start and drop you off at the end and they have to be committed because they have to do such a long drive around. But uh, the Eastern Sierra is just spectacular and it, that would be a beautiful one that I want to do some stage. Right. I actually did the High Sierra Trail myself um, 
1970, before almost anyone listening to this was born, but it remains a terrific route. Like you said, the logistics are problematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, the time, like I think Lear has the the FKT somewhere in around 15 or 16 hours. And yeah, and it's all seems really like relatively runnable trail as well. And it's just like, the directions are pretty good and you get to run through spectacular locations. So that's one I want to do at some stage. in my time in California. All right, the Wicklow Round and the High Sierra Trail. We look forward to staying in touch, Patty. Excellent. Thanks for talking to us and good luck in two weeks. Cheers, lads. It's uh, going to be a fun little 50-mile cross-country race in the headlands. (laughs) Thank you. Cheers. I hope you've gotten some good ideas for your next big run. Subscribe to this podcast so you can find out what's cool every week. It will be delivered to you each Friday. And definitely go to fastestknowntime.com to read the notes from this show and ask questions or make comments on what you've heard today. There are FKTs being reported daily that are incredible, but you maybe have never heard of them. So stay up on what is happening on this website and follow us on Twitter, the Gram, and Facebook. Many people have thanked us for this work, and you can too by clicking support this site at the bottom of the webpage. Tune in next Friday. It's going to be fast and good.